Hi guys, welcome to Into the Mind with Marlon Johnson. I am your host, Marlon Johnson. And what I need you to do right now is to relax, unwind, maybe grab a pen and paper and get ready for value for the next hour. If this is your first time ever coming to any of my shows, what you are about to receive is value. I tap into my network of elite level athletes, entrepreneurs, and investors, and I ask them questions all about what it takes in order to achieve success. Oftentimes on social media, we're only getting that 30 second to one minute clip of what their life looks like, and they're only showing us the highlight reel. So they open up to me, and they're going to open up to you and show you what it really takes in order to be successful. So get ready for the value. Today, our episode, we're going to be talking with the crew over at Fight or Flight Academy, because right now they are doing some amazingly big things. They are taking the parkour community by storm, and they have just officially released the first largest payout in a parkour competition, $10,000 for an online parkour competition during quarantine. No one else is doing that. They have outperformed Red Bull's Art of Motion, they've outperformed Tempest competitions, and they are now taking the parkour space by storm with their competitions and masterclass and truly are going international. So today we're going to sit down with Chad Holden and Sal, the co-creators of what we see happening today at Fight or Flight Academy. Please, guys, I need you to do me one favor. If you get any value at any point throughout this entire episode, I need you to screenshot yourself listening to this, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever. And I need you to go to social media and share it with your friends. Tag us, tag me, tag the crew at Fight or Flight. Let us know that you are listening. Let's engage. Let's have the conversation. Let's all grow together because ultimately, This is a team sport. Life is a team sport. So if you want to level up, you need to level up your network. So if you're getting value, guess what? Your friends are going to get value. The people you work with and interact with are going to get value. And if you're all leveling up together, you're going to be able to go so much further. On that note, grab a pen, grab a paper, and get ready for today's show. Hey. So we are officially recording now, so be careful of everything you say. (laughs) Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind with Marlon Johnson. Today, we are chilling with some pretty cool guests. It's actually my first time having guests on that I have not met in person yet, but everything they've been doing on social media has grabbed my attention. This is the fight or flight crew. We've got Chad, Holden, and Sal. And, you know, if you guys haven't heard of fight or flight, You've been chilling under a rock. I mean, I'm not even from their area. They're out in Minnesota, but they've been on my radar for a while. Chad started this gym back in, I believe it was 2012. And the mission... October. Yeah. It was October of 2012? 2011. 2011. Wow. So October of 2011, going on just about nine years now. And their mission has been to create a community for their parkour community, a safe space, and spread the parkour movement to the world so due to location they haven't been able to do that just being a local community in the middle of minnesota it's been hard to actually get that reach but as of late they have been all over the internet all over social media 
and they have absolutely been crushing it. I mean, any parkour practitioner over the age of 25 knows that feeling of recognizing you get to that point where you've got this sport you love, but you also have bills to pay and you haven't been able to balance both. And these guys have found a way to actually bring parkour to a place where it's sustainable and it can allow for longevity and growth of not just the culture, but also the practitioners inside of it. So guys, welcome to the show. And I'm Thank super you. excited for tonight's episode. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. That was a quite the introduction, Larry. <laughs> Those are some beautiful words. Yeah, wow. In spite of all the chaos that's been getting to this point, my man. It sure doesn't feel like oh. all that from the inside. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that was, that was very beautiful the way you strung those words together because, man, when you're in the middle of it, you know, um, when you're in the weeds, as they might say in the service industry, it's, very, it's hard to recognize all that you've done in such a short time. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and, no. What I mean by short time is, you know, till now, you know, people are like, oh man, there's this company, you know, throwing this $10,000 contest. They must be absolutely loaded with money. Some big, huge company that's making in their bajillionaires, their Lambos and stuff, you know, <laughs> like thinking like Red Bull and everything. But, uh, you know, the truth is, man, it's like that, you know, the L chart, you know, like I said, Chad's been running this company since 2011, the original founder, the OG. Yeah. Hadn't made a dime until about a year ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> been negative up and down. Yeah, and probably negative for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, definitely uh, made it through the struggles, you know, and uh, we'll talk about more of that later if you want to get into it. But uh, the point is, uh, you know, we're not some big, huge mega corporation. You know, we just decided, hey, like we did good last year. A lot of people are struggling and uh, we want to give back. And, you know, worst case scenario, even if like, this doesn't help our company too much from a monetary standpoint. We want to go down in history as, you know, the people who brought parkour to the world, who made it a legitimate thing, went out, brought these athletes together, these world-class athletes from all over the world, you know, brought on their, um, all the different uh, masterclass trainings we have and whatnot, you know, coming out and decided, Hey, here you go, parkour. Here's everything you did for us. $10,000 winner takes all. And it's been an exciting contest. Yeah, it's been awesome. I love that. And I definitely, I want to come and talk on that a little later because that's something I really do want to get to know more about that competition, that $10,000 payout. That's been big for the community. But before we get there, could we quickly get you all to introduce yourselves for the listeners so they know who's speaking? Like guys, just now that was Sal speaking in case you're only listening to the audio. I know it's going to be a little tricky to get used to everyone's voice. But uh, can you guys quickly just give a quick introduction of who you are and what you do at Fight or Flight? Sure. Yeah, I can start with that since uh, I started the company. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been doing parkour for almost 20 years now. Uh, I was in martial arts before that for a long time. Uh, yeah, got, got into parkour through martial arts. I was a martial arts coach for a while. I started a parkour program at a gymnastics gym, actually, and then did that for a little while before opening up my own place, Fight or Flight Academy. And here we are now. So, Chad Zwadlow, I don't know if I ever said that. Yeah, so <laughs> Chad, <laughs> that's me. Well, uh, I'll go second. I'm Holden Hagerman. Uh, I have been a student here at Fighter Flight Academy since it opened. Uh, I started training like here briefly, or started training parkour briefly before it opened and became a coach like 
four or five years ago. I don't even know. Um, and most, most companies would tell you that you'd be crazy to put a 22-year-old in front, charge of your marketing, but here I am. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's me. Yeah, head of marketing now. The doll. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, I'm Salvatore Stefano, a.k.a. Sal. And uh, man... Hey, what, what do, do you I do, do here? I'm, do I'm basically, I'm just a baby, man. <laughs> like, I just tell guys, demand things all day. Points with his rattle. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, grab my rattle. We need a new website. We need some awesome videos. Um, but uh, we call the position technically the visionary. Visionary um, is the type of person who they have all these great ideas. They have a thousand great ideas a day, but they never get anything done without the right team. And so long story short, how we all met each other, um, cause I didn't, I didn't really know nothing about parkour and I didn't, you know, know Firefly Academy until about a year ago. Um, I had a, started a, a marketing agency after selling my last company and decided I wanted to, you know, work with gyms in the area. And so I introduced myself to the guys and called up and I was like, Hey, uh, how would you like me to help you guys get more business for free for the next month? And they were like, that sounds good to me. So I stopped by. I took a very interesting phone call. <laughs> yeah. You want more money? Um, yes. And, uh, yeah. And they just, you know, heard me out. You know, I was like, Hey guys, I promise I'm not a sales call. I'm not a Google guy or nothing like that. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking to help, you know, help you guys out. And if you like it, cool. If not, you know, just make me a video testimonial. Right. We all know a buddy who has a marketing agency, <laughs> you know, the digital marketers are the new stockbrokers nowadays. Um, <laughs> But uh, long story short, um, ended up going well. And uh, since we started working together, we've just been able to get uh, more and more students in, you know, let the word out about parkour in the community. And, you know, just been really just changing a lot of people's life here locally. And uh, when you do that, people are happy to give you money to help change their life. So, Wow. So great introduction, guys. I'm super happy that everyone's now about to get to know you. Sal, I think you're the reason, you're a big part of the reason. I mean, obviously you're all part of the reason, but I think you and Holden and Chad, well, all three of you really are a big part of the reason. I'm nothing about these guys. I don't, I don't get nothing done. I've learned that through 10 plus years of entrepreneurship and, yeah. you know, learning ways not to do business. <laughs> we've, we've definitely learned that if you don't have a team, then you can't do anything. Like any one person is not going to do, like... I can't do what he does. I can't do what he does. I can't do what any of the other like 10 people that work here do. Like there's no way. And that's the beautiful thing right there is you guys have tapped into that team mentality and that's ultimately what's needed for growth in any area of your life, especially business. And I think that's where a lot of folks make the mistake. They are so do it themselves and that's a good thing. They've got that hustle. They've got that drive. They want to get it done. They know that no one's going to work as hard as them. And ultimately they fall flat on their face because you can't do it all alone. You only go so far. Like Sal, you just said, yeah, you got all these great ideas, but nothing gets done. Holden, you're the marketing guru, but maybe you don't understand business and you don't have that experience or that massive network. And then Chad, you're the guy that actually was like, well, I'm going to be the starter and actually initiate and give a foundation for the rest of you to actually work and mold around. So you brought the massive lump of clay and said, all right, guys, let's play. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everyone exactly. had something to, get, to bring. I really like what you said there about hustle. The reason why, um, not to get into a sob story and big details, but long story short, man, there's a period in my time, period in my, in my life uh, when I was a teenager, my family lost everything. Okay. 
And I was a teenager, had to drop out of school and whatnot. I learned the definition of hustle real quick. And that was, you don't have time to think about tomorrow because you got to make sure your family's taken care of today, you know? And so without getting into all the details, long story short, while that was good at the time, um, and I also, you know, like I'm ADHD. So, you know, instead of looking at as a weakness, one of my strengths is that focus when I'm really into something, you know? And so long story short, that hustle, you know, got me through life and it got me out of the situation my family was in and helped them, you know, bring them to a better level, if you will. Um, but it didn't help me as a businessman because it was me trying to do everything myself for the longest time. <laughs> and that's what, you know, and anybody who's been there before, anybody's entrepreneur probably knows, man, the, the roller coaster emotions and feelings, cause you're doing it all. You get those highs, you get those good feelings of accomplishing things, but when shit doesn't work out, man, <laughs> no, absolutely. The roller coaster starts dropping. The lows are lows. And I think that's something a lot of people don't get a chance to see. And this is why I wanted to have this podcast and have you guys on because right now what's going on with fight or flight, there has been a mass influx of you guys on social media. The consistency has been spot on. The advertising, the marketing, all of it has just been so well put together that it looks like such a fine-tuned, oiled machine. And I know whenever I see something that good, there are people just like busting and dying in the background. Yes. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been like 14 hours a day, seven days a week for the last three months. Like, when, the, when everything shut down because of the pandemic, I know so many people were just like, okay, well, uh, when are we going to get to open again? And we're like, well, we got nothing else to do. Let's like actually work like a lot. We have all this time. Time is the most important resource you have. So like why waste it? All of a sudden we could actually work on the business for like 12, 14 hours every single day going through like all the little details here and there, figuring everything out and making it work so that then what was it like three weeks ago? We could just be like, there you go. That's everything. Like, and that's why everybody was like, Whoa, fight or flight. What happened? It's, it's all this time that we put on beforehand, like yeah. building all this framework so that now it's like, okay, here we are. I think it was like early April and we like had already been shut down in Minneapolis in all of Minnesota for like a few weeks and like three weeks into it, you were like out filming with with Kim, uh, another dude that's like big big part of everything that we're doing. Uh, and they went out to go film some of our like guide videos, and I like came out just to train and like be in the B roll. And I was like, stay away from me, but I still want to train with you. Um, <laughs> so I uh, they they talked to me and they were like, hey, you should take this job that we want you to do. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could do that. And it was pretty much, it, it, it has been a many things, you know, over time, but it was just like back in April, I just kind of came, became the guy that did the, the stuff that needed to get done that nobody else had time to do. And I was, I've just been learning a lot and, and like putting my time into it hard. Like I'm a, I used to bartend, so that just kind of evaporated in March. And you know, what else do you put your time into when you got nothing else to do? Like everything's shut down. Like let's let's go. Yeah. Like let's. Just, this like, is the perfect join time. The hustle. You know? It was like we got a bunch of stuff to do. The perfect time to there invent a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have to ask awesome. Holden this. It's just on my mind okay, right now. Here we go. Okay, I've never like came straight out, came and asked you this. Okay. 
Um, but dude, how many times, especially in the beginning, were you in your head like, hey, like I could be at home not working, making more money than I'm getting paid right now? Uh, well, honestly, <laughs> honestly, man, how many times did you like, just not like, so, you know, not, not that you would actually do it, but like in your head, you're just like, man, this is, there are a lot of people like, are. A lot of people I are just sitting like, home. I, mean, I don't blame them, man. I but if we have too many people relying on unemployment us. Unemployment is very lucrative right now. <laughs> yeah, in, hey. a real way, in a real way where I was actually giving that thought credence zero times. In a, in like a passing way where I was like, ah, I could just go like sit on my booty on my couch and do stuff. And like, but not actually wanting to do that. Maybe like a few times, like a handful, but like. I love working here. Like fight or flight has been my home for almost an actual decade, which is crazy to me because I'm young. Like, and wow. it's, it's been a part of who I am. And I realized over time, like I'm a part of what it is. Like, why would I care about making more money on unemployment <laughs> when I could like fulfill my soul and, <laughs> and build some, like from the beginning, we knew we were building something that was going to go somewhere. Like, you, know, you don't just give up that kind of opportunity. No. You can look at it and be like, man, this is going to be a lot Especially of work. Especially with people but, that you know mm. and love and a community yeah, it's just that you super believe fun in to hang out here. you see. Like, yeah. That's well, cool. So yeah. you guys just touched on two things that I want to bring up. First off, Holden, it sounds like before all of this, you really didn't have any experience with this. And it was just a matter of, hey, guys, this is what needs to be done. And I don't know if apparently it's... I'm the only one that's going to do it. I don't know if it's necessarily not having any experience. I have worked a lot of a lot of random jobs for one thing, um, but also just like who I am as a person. I, you know, I worked in the service industry. I've done manual labor, and I'm also very much a creative. And like, I know my way around the Adobe Creative Cloud and all these tools to like get stuff done. I've played tiny little bits in like a lot of stuff because that's kind of who I am and I, I get interested in something very easily and then I lose interest in it very easily and it's maybe a flaw, maybe it's awesome, and it's kind of both, but I guess Sal just kind of was like, hey dude, you said you've done this thing before, here's like a four hour training module that's really good that teaches you everything you need to know about that and I'm like, Slurp. Okay, cool. You know, just like take a night and just like swallow the big pill and learn and like, that's it. Like that's, that's been when it needs to happen. It happens. Definitely had shiny object syndrome, but before I get into that, Chad has his finger up. That's so, our rule here. Yeah. So if we, we, we have this rule where if we have something to say or something to expand that we put our finger up to remember what we were going to say, but then also just to be like, Hey, I'm next um, for that one. So yeah, that, that came from Kim. So one thing I want to mention about Holden and that like when we were going to hire him, it wasn't a matter of like, we, we need somebody who knows marketing or anything like that. It was a matter of, we need somebody who is willing to do whatever we end up needing. Cause we don't know what's going on right now. We're building a business. We're creating this thing from scratch. We're going to need stuff, but we don't know what. My so, brain could accept the chaos. What I, one big <laughs> thing that I knew about Holden, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're a, 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 you were a scout, right? You do all the way up to Eagle Scout. Eagle, scout, Eagle Scout's the biggest one, right? That's like the thing. That's one of those things that, that like, that proves as a person, Holden is the type of person who will put in a ridiculous amount of work to get the shit done. It was like, that's what we need, you know? It's the same thing with my, like, multiple black belts and stuff. It's the same kind of thing. It just shows, like, look, I've look at all this work that I'm willing to do. 
forewarning, it does still include procrastination. <laughs> well, everybody procrastinates. Procrastination is not a bad thing necessarily. It's something you can oh. use as a tool. Like some yeah. people work better in that last time frame where it's like, I gotta do it right now. And they work really, really hard and they do really good. And like yeah. that's not a bad thing. And then I, th- I think that's something like where there's this like kind of myth that's spread, especially through like, it's in every piece of culture, but especially entrepreneurship, man. Anybody who's like an entrepreneur or like, heck, even is on Facebook once in a while, like you're going to see somebody like Gary Vee or Grant Cardone, you know, talking about hustle and motivation and drive and all that stuff is fine and everything. I'm not saying these guys directly, but I'm saying is there's like this myth that all you got to do to be successful is just have this like crazy amount of willpower, right? Just like wake up every morning wanting to do this thing, no matter what happens, like I'm going to do it and just take this incredible amount of willpower. But it's, it's a lie, man. It's a lie because nobody has that kind of willpower. Nobody does. It's the reason why you see celebrities. Like I was just seeing this ad on whatever Facebook earlier today about these like, you know, rip celebrities and then they're fat like six months later. And like, they're people just like us, you know what I'm saying? They have a mission, they have a drive, they have the why and the want to do something. And so they get it done because there's something bigger than themselves. There's like a mission. And here, you know, that's, um, just what we use an operating system to run our business. And what I mean by that is like you turn on your computer, right? It's either an Apple, right? Or you got windows running. I mean, if you're a nerd, like some of us, you might have like Linux or something like that or (laughs) whatnot, but, uh, (laughs) but uh, you know, you don't, you don't got a few options. Right. And so what business is like a lot of people are missing that operating system. And one of the six components of our operating system that make it work is our people. Right. And that, that's a huge piece of any business. And so we have this thing called the people analyzer that we use. And this people analyzer um, are our core values. You see behind you, parkour, nerd, line of results. So they have to, uh, without getting into all the details, they have to match those values, first of all. And then on top of that, um, that so that, that protects our culture. But then when it comes to the actual job, the position, we call that the seat that they're sitting in. With that, they have to GWC. And what I mean by that is they have to get it. They have to understand what the job is. They got to want it, like want to actually do it. <laughs> you know, they wake up every day, like excited about the mission of the company and they have the capacity to do it out of all of these. And well, capacity to do it is, Hey, can they literally do the job? Right. <laughs> do they have the skills? And so Holden, for example, when he first started, he passed everything, but the C is he, you know, he he had some of the skills, but not, he didn't have the direct skill set to come in the position without much training, if that makes sense. But even though, even though all that, he had the most important thing I believe out of all that is that W, that want, because Mm -hmm. me as a, what some people would call uneducated, you know, dropping out of high school Mm -hmm. and then I got my GED to go into military, broke my arm. So that didn't happen. And went from that to going to college and like, well, shoot, I can't run a business and be in college. And I don't know, I'm not really learning nothing at that time. Cause you know, that was that guy who watched a million YouTube videos and found a million courses, but never actually implemented any of it until I got older. But uh, that's another story, you know, shiny object syndrome. I got a whole stash of tourist courses and v- videos and all this stuff. Hence, the Hey, hold it, watch this and do it. Knowledge doesn't do anything by itself. And so long story short, what I'm getting at is Holden. He wanted, like, he really wanted, he really believed that we could change the world. 
And that's our mission as a company is to bring parkour into every community in the world. And we believe we can do that if that's our laser focus in the company that everybody's working towards that same goal. And since we've made that our mission, we went from how many full-time employees do we technically have? When we first started? Oh, we used to have four. And the, and the were they and those were like part-time, right? Well, like coaches yeah, really, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really full-time. Now we're over now it's at least ten, isn't it? Over oh, wow. half of those are actually full-time employees being yeah. paid salaries and yeah. So like and, and that's in pre-corona. But, you know, mid Corona where we're at, you know, four <laughs> months later. No, that's, that's what, what's that's important a, about having an operating system in a business. Yeah. It allows you to achieve those kind of results in a short time. Yeah. That's a big jump. And I think having those systems, you know, it's, it's so beyond crucial. I'm somebody that I am an absolute nerd when it comes to business, <laughs> when it comes to systems, I love it. And I wish that more people understood it and implemented it because ultimately we watch a lot of parkour startups, a lot of startups in general fail, not because they didn't have a great vision or they didn't have a great product, because they didn't have a good system behind them. And ultimately they got overwhelmed by the day to day because it's yeah. very overwhelming. Because like you said, Sal, willpower does eventually run out. Now there is one human that willpower doesn't run out with and that's David Goggins. That guy is just <laughs> Not right. I, I'll give you that. There is always, there's always somebody or something that yeah. is the exception to the rule. He's so strange, but else, liar, the rest of us, we are human. So instead with our limited willpower, what we should do is create habits for ourselves or habits for our business, which is systems, your habits for your business of how you bring on the right people, getting the right people in the right seat. Like you said, that's a system that way you know you're having consistency so you can go and grab 10 more hold-in types and you can put them where you need them and that yeah. is beyond cool that's so nice to hear and to know <laughs> that that's actually intentional behind everything so my question to you guys actually is i think it was you earlier chad that said you knew where things were going from the beginning was there a very clear picture of the end in mind that you guys started with and you began working backwards from or yeah, is yeah. this all unfolding just like randomly well, the uh, the system that we operate on actually starts in the way where you start with your long-term goal for the business and you start way up top that's like what do you see in 10 years you know what do you want all right cool we've we, we have this idea now let's break it down into like a three-year plan where do we need to be in three years to get to that now let's break that down into a one-year plan what do we need to do in one year to get to that three-year plan and then that goes down into your quarterly plan which we call the rocks and like every quarter we have a certain like between five and ten rocks that we're working on that all get assigned an individual person like my rock for this quarter was to renovate this upstairs into a studio and I've got another two months to actually make it done, but I'm, I'm working on it. Like if you can see around it's here, it's usable. still a mess, but it's getting there because that's my rock that I'm working on this quarter. And that will build towards what we try to do for this year, which will build towards what we try to do for three years, which builds towards what we have with this big vision at the top. So it started at the top and then we built it downward from there. Bring parkour to every community in the world. To do yep. that, you got to have there your you media go. marketing team. You got to be bringing money, generating that through sales. So, pretty much all of our money comes through local memberships. And so we're using that money to, like we were saying before, you know, expand things out online here. And uh, hence, you know, all the online training and stuff we're coming out with um, to be able to train people across the world, basically, you know, World of Warcraft style. You also need <laughs> some serious value to back that up if you're going to 
like expand on that level like when it yeah. comes to the actual quality of the thing that we're giving people like we want to be the best in the world and we're like we're gonna make this happen i was born and we did the curriculum here and like now <laughs> i just like spread it to the world you know I'm like yep. the product of the gym yeah. the spawn of fighter flight academy i mean holding is the perfect example of what we would call like the end stage of uh, our, you know, our marketing from the uh, from the first point to somebody's aware That's of accurate. who we are. <laughs> to we have at the end of the customer journey experience, we have what's called the promoter stage. And that promoter stage is like, hey, if somebody's bashing us on Facebook or Insta, they're gonna jump in and bash the other people back online and, su and support us. They're gonna go out without prompting them you know, to tell people to come check us out. They're gonna be the people that when we post jobs up, they want the jobs because they've lived in this culture and been a part of it for so long. The only thing we're doing now is with these business systems and processes and having the right team, we're able to accelerate the growth of, um, of people, you know, learning our systems of teaching parkour and really just some of our life philosophies on how to be good people. I mean, and bring value to your community. And so we want to help be a part of the generation of change for the better here. And I can even say like, as a business owner, as a gym owner, like I was stuck in that whole, like I'm doing everything myself, you know, like I had a partner and that didn't really work out. So then I ended up having another partner and we busted our ass all the time. We were teaching every single class. We were here every single day, never got a day off. And it just, it didn't really go anywhere. But then once Sal came in and he's like, Hey, there's a better way, you know, you can run your business instead of running like, Work on your business, not in your business. Oh, and it was it was like mind blowing, eye opening. This like like today, for instance, I just didn't come into work because I didn't need to. Like I didn't have to be here. I still got stuff done. I was online. I was like writing up lesson plans and stuff. But you know, I just didn't have to actually go into the gym if I didn't want to. And that's amazing. That feeling really? is like ridiculous like uh, why you become an I don't have to be in my business all the time like I'm not worried about anything going wrong everybody just knows what they're doing because all these processes are in place and they just do it and if anything does go wrong I'm gonna hear about it because again we have processes in place for that all of our meetings that we have like things will come back to me and like it's designed in a way that like the business runs itself which is awesome I absolutely love everything <laughs> about that like seriously working on the business, not in the business, bringing in somebody who has a fresh perspective, you know, bringing in Sal, who's like, yo, guys, I don't know anything about parkour, but I do know systems and I do know yeah. business. So let's marry the two. And then you guys have your case study of Holden right there where it's like, hey, this is what a finished product looks like. And you're effectively building this sustainable loop. And yep. now you're just like, it's completed. And you just like pumped it in. And now it's just growing and expanding, but the loop won't break because you built it strong and sturdy. So now you're pumping air into a balloon ultimately and watching the balloon get bigger, which is exactly. Yeah. One big thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was actually going to say, you know, like with Chad, I know that feeling of being able to build something and walk away from it and it still works and it still makes you money. And you're like, Holy crap. I wasn't even there. And <laughs> Holy crap. I could do this like 10 more times. And it's effectively how you clone yourself. You know, everyone always wants to figure out how do you clone yourself? Well, you create a system and then you go and create the system all over the place. And effectively you cloned a bit of yourself and left it where you were. Yeah. And that's how you do it. 
and and yeah. the beauty of having these systems all in place now something that we are planning on doing for the future is like helping out all the other gyms out there that we know are struggling right now because it's like hey we learned how to do it this is it that like look look at fight or flight it works you want it <laughs> like that's the Perfect. Oh, man, you talk about exciting stuff. Right? No, I've been waiting for. <laughs> this what sounds really exciting oh, about. <laughs> I've honestly, like, I've been waiting for this to come to the parkour community for so long. Like, it, it's so nice to see. Like, when I, like I said, I was scrolling on Instagram, and I'm like, oh my god, someone's doing it. Like, go back, go back. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. Yep. That was the kind of the same reaction that we got from a lot of the the masterclass athletes as we like started talking to them they were like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hold on like what are you at what are, you're up to something like actually aren't you like you're doing this the, the, the thing i mean right? when, you, like, when you start offering athletes what they should be paid like it's crazy they're like wait a minute what what do you mean it's like i i know i was a parkour athlete for a long time and you get messages constantly be like hey i want you in my music video i'll give you ten dollars come and do a backflip 50 bucks and you like job it was like you'd think it was a good job if you made like $300. Like that's stupid. Like what professional athlete will work a day full-time job for 300 bucks? Like there's no way. So yeah, when you, when you offer parkour athletes like high-end SAG rates, they're like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> is this a real business? What's happening? See, and what I'm afraid right now is that a lot of the people listening right now, like a lot of the younger guys, they're going to miss this. So I want you all to go back and re-listen to this podcast again from the beginning and come right back to this point and then continue going. Because ultimately what you're doing here is you're paving the way. A lot of the guys under the age of 20, they still don't realize that after you head out of the house, after you get a little bit older and bills start to kick in, the sport that you spent so many years building yourself in it ultimately it didn't have anywhere to take you it wasn't like a basketball or a football or a soccer where there were so many different avenues that opened up for you afterwards there was nothing parkour was kind of a dead-end sport we loved it and i don't say dead end in a negative way but financially it was a dead-end sport the only options you had were to get into stunts or to open a gym and we saw what happened with a lot of people that opened the gym. You're a prime example where you were in there 24 seven, you worked every class, every birthday party, every private lesson, and then you're still struggling. Like you just said, you only just got profitable last year. Yeah. Same. A lot of people would have quit way before that. A lot of people yeah, would have been forced to quit. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like a lot of, a lot of us in the community, because we are so passionate about it, we think that the passion is going to sustain us. And then ultimately you forget one thing. You're re the, the reason you're able to be so passionate is because you have the option to walk away and to stop doing it whenever you feel like. When that option gets ripped away from you, the passion leaves pretty quickly. I can guarantee you. It's like being in a relationship where you say you love the person, but then ultimately you're never actually allowed to separate from them you're going to start to get annoyed at them real quickly. Like you don't want to see your best friend every moment of every happens. second of every day. <laughs> I have to, I have to remind people of that all the time when they're, when they're students, like high level students that, that want to get into like coaching. It's like, do you really, are you sure? Like coaching <laughs> is a different animal, you know, like once you realize, you know, once you become a coach, you're no longer really an athlete. Like you're like things change because all of a sudden it's a job. It's not right. a hobby. It's a job. You do it because you're getting paid to and you have to. 
And like, like you said, a lot of that passion tends to go away. It reminds me of my like, first few businesses. Um, like for example, you know, I was really good at fixing things when I was younger, you know, being broken, everything, you learn how to fix stuff and flip it on Craigslist, make some more money, flip it on eBay, you know, all that jazz. But as soon as like you start doing it for a job and a living and like, that's your only source of income. And if you stop doing it tomorrow, you're going to be broke. <laughs> you're going to be out and you ain't going to be eating. Then, uh, you tend to not, you know, what you love becomes what you hate. Absolutely. You're spot on. So let me ask you guys now to dive a little into the weeds with the first off the competition that was ran not too long ago and still actually the finals haven't been announced yet. So it's still actually uh, finals going. are open right now. Yeah, you can go and vote yeah. right now. Yeah. So the finals are still open right now. There is a $10,000 payout to the winner of this competition. How in the heck did that happen? Because before this, there was no check like that for a parkour athlete. Exactly. That's, that's exactly that's why, why it happened. happened. We looked at it and we're like, all right, you know, we see these online competitions happening. This is cool. We could do this. Well, like, why not? Let's do it. Okay. Well, let's make it the biggest competition ever. I think we should huh? dive into why not? the story here a little bit yeah, of where it, where it started, the original, what we were going to do. I'm and how it evolved. wherever you want to start <laughs> this that could go anywhere so i think uh <laughs> this had started uh we were in the middle uh, we're, we were sitting here we're planning our kickstarter campaign right um this was like i think what three weeks before we actually launched project parkour uh, yeah it was about yeah, three, it, was, it was like it was a, maybe a month yeah, three weeks three month, weeks yeah. to a month top so we didn't like plan this out for months or nothing like that um we were you know we had just got done with like our uh first set of our online videos that we were making for um you know fofa online uh, with all the online training and master classes and whatnot and uh you know we're like man people kind of like know who you know we are and stuff we've been around but uh you know we've helped your people here locally but like what's something that we could do that could let people know like how awesome parkour is and to take it seriously and to kind of not just get the attention of the parkour world, but like just the world in general, right? Because there's so many people um, like myself that were so long, like ignorant, you know, to parkour. And that is just like this dumb thing you see on the office or, <laughs> you know, action movies and you can't actually do it. You know, it's going to be like really hard. And so, you know, long story short, like I was one of those guys. Um, we call him Software Sam. You know, it's one of our customer avatars. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, long story short, we wanted to do something that got that attention out there. That parkour is more than just this you know, sport that is unattainable. It's that you can come in your first time. You can go watch a video online. You don't even have to be around, but you can watch a video online and learn something cool that you saw in a movie that you saw on a TV show. Like just like a step fault, right? Like if you, you know, people that have been doing parkour for a while, you know, you may be like, all right, whatever, you know, like that's super easy and simple. But like just regular average when I Joes. tell people on the street <laughs> when I'm just like, hey, do you know that you could do parkour right now? And they're like, no, man, I can never do what you're doing right now. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, like you put your hand on it and then your foot on it and then you do this. And it's like, wow, you did parkour. And they're like, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> it's life changing. Like, like something's that simple yeah. because it, it, like you see right now how useful that can be in real life. And it just like for a guy like me, I'm 32. 
uh well no shoot i'm 33 now i didn't even i forgot oh, it was my birthday my like because we're so busy doing all this um but uh you know a guy like me you know and like i don't know you know i've been like in shape most of my life and everything but the last few years i've been got a little got a relationship and got a little comfortable you know put on a few pounds and all that but even a guy like me you know first day could do it and feel like i accomplished something and it reminded me of like my childhood you know and i'm just like man like what an amazing experience. And like from the first day, like that sold me. Right. And so the marketer in me, the businessman in me was just like, man, how, like, how do we get the attention of the world? Like, right. Cause like this competition, it's not going to tell like convince people necessarily to do parkour by itself. Right. But it has gotten a lot of people's attention. And on the fact of, you know, that, Hey, you can learn this stuff online and you can go talk to people in this group and it's affordable and we're going to help you learn it without actually having to, um, you know, spend a bajillion dollars advertising. Out or there. like not worry about how close you are to a gym. You want right. to do it. Like- it just makes, it's just super accessible to everybody. And so we are like, man, you know, let's run a competition, get the word out there. So not only does parkour start taking parkour seriously, but so other people do. Yeah, it had that double effect where like, I mean, it really had, it had a lot of different layers to it and why it worked so well. But, you know, on an outside level, we were like, holy crap, we could, how, it's going to be so simple to get all these crazy athletes to do all this like crazy stuff. And like, not necessarily just for the marketing angle, but for the fact that like the outside world needs to see that parkour is at this level now like things have have really changed since jump seattle like a lot you know like a lot and let's let's show them that on top of giving the message to the parkour community we're like hey whether you know us or not we've been here and we aren't kidding around like it's time that somebody starts taking you guys seriously for the work that you've done and like let's start making cool <laughs> stuff together parkour community like let's let's get to it there's no yeah. more joking around. I mean, we've already we've spent more the way more than that just on, you know, helping, the, you know, the other athletes out too. And, yeah. and, you know, vice versa, them helping us out and getting the word out um, by kind of like letting us know, hey, like, how do you do all this crazy stuff? Like, there's like Dom with his crazy front flips, like yeah. landing, like, dude, it's just like nuts what these people are doing. <laughs> and to be able to have that all in one place, whether you're beginner or pro level, and for people to really come together as a community online. Cause that's ultimately like what the online's about. It's not necessarily about the videos. The videos have, you know, in my opinion and ours have to be awesome and good. So people watch them and can learn easily. Right. Cause people aren't there to teach them, but where it really comes together is that community. Mm-hmm. And so with the community, you know, anyone who's in our program, you know, they're getting unlimited access for life into our, our private Facebook group and, down the road is going to be its own app and thing. But long story short, we got people in these groups that have never done parkour before. They're brand new students. They're coming in. They're uploading videos of them trying to do different vaults and things. And we're getting back to them with videos, helping them out, giving them that guidance. And it's not just like the employees and staff here. It's the actual members and students in there too. Right. And But we're there, you know, helping, guiding, and, you know, we're making sure everybody's getting responded to and stuff like that. But at the same time, other people in there that have no, like, monetary gain from any of this other than just to be helpful are in there doing that. And, you know, that's something that's big outside of the online community for parkour. Right. And so that what culture. we, we figure that this would pull all that together, the amateurs and pros and everybody has to benefit because the pros in this platform now, you know, well, guess what? They can offer their one-on-one coaching 
to the students that we have. In fact, that's what we currently do on a smaller beta level right now. And so when we say we mean this in the community, that's future stuff. <laughs> I mean, we are a business and we do need to make money to make awesome things, right? I mean, it's just simple economics, but you can have a win-win-win situation. You can, the business can make money, employees and contractors, aka the coaches can make money, and the students can get great value because we can do that scale instead of having everybody in our studio because, you know, our memberships made here, they're not cheap, I'll tell you that much because what these guys do is amazing. You can't get it anywhere else. And at these other personal what's trainers the, and other gyms. What's the actual distance to the nearest parkour gym? I think it's about 300 miles. Here, it's a long ways. I yeah. think it's more think it, than that, isn't it? I think it was at Swift is the closest. Uh, or is there one in gym? Chicago? No, there's, there's, a, there's like a cheerleading gym in Chicago that does parkour <laughs> classes or so something like that. So then it's probably Swift. I think Swift is or the closest. Like Apex. We'll call a tangent yeah. on myself and this because we kind of got carried away. But you can see, so, okay, just listening to Sal <laughs> talk, you can see how this has like turned into the business that it is. Because he... He just has a million thoughts a second, and it's hard to even follow it half the time, but he thinks that way about business constantly. And it's like, we've had so many meetings, one, two, three in the morning, where Sal's just like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And like, they're all amazing ideas. And it's, it's ridiculous. That's where we got yeah. Kim, our integrator. Like, he's like our, he's the filter, right? So he's basically, he's my mask basically, right? So I'm sitting here spewing out ideas and he's like, nah, nah, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Oh, oh, that's a good one. We'll let that that. one come through. All right, cool. That one works. And he makes sure then the rest of the team focus on it. And he is kind of the glue that keeps it all together to make sure everybody else is doing their stuff. And so I don't get bogged down in the day to day. Because dude, I'm 80. (laughs) So like, just like our story here, right? I'm sitting here talking about like, all right, what's the history of this? And so I got like way far away from the the $10,000 prize competition. So you're talking about everything. And in our system, we call it tangent when things are getting away from us. But you know what? It's beautiful. Like just, I'm happy you went there, Sal, because seriously, like it got me super hyped and super excited. Where like, (laughs) I love this kind of talk, man. I love business. I love visionaries. I like, I have to tame it in. I have to be my own integrator until I find someone else that can like capture everything that like wants to come out. As as you but can. ultimately it's needed, you know, like really like as you were talking, a lot of people may have missed what you said as far as like the real value of what you guys are creating. You're creating a marketplace for parkour. Like I don't think people actually recognize that there wasn't, and there still really isn't a marketplace. Yeah. We've got Farang and Modus and we've got like the clothing line, but it's really not a marketplace. Those are almost like, one-off pieces where you're actually creating the physical well to virtual but it's a place for people to come and then actually share and it's like hey guys this is where you come if you're serious it's like the stock market for parkour or it's like the (laughs) wall street for parkour and it's like all right cool you're a coach come here you're a gym owner come here you're an athlete come here you've got your gear and your affiliates come here you need people for projects come here you're creating a one-stop shop and that is interesting where for me when i started doing parkour something that was like a valuable resource for kind of finding people and spots it didn't prove to be the most valuable resource because of when i came into parkour in like 2011 the the apk forums were kind of like dying down in 2011 like they were mostly crickets at that point (laughs) But at the same time, like I could still search Google and like find spots in different cities that are listed in the APK forums. But I could see the history of like all these interactions, all these people, 
this community that was there online. And it feels like I'm in like the birth of something similar, but with so much more intention behind it this time that it's just like, it's kind of magical. Like it's already populated with like a small group of people that are in a culture that is our culture. And then it's going to expand. And those people are going to like keep that culture that culture as more people funnel into it. And that's like a really beautiful prospect to me. You know what it comes down to though? Like the big, huge picture here with the park, not only ourselves, cause we can't do it alone as just one company or team, but parkour community in general around the world has the opportunity to be the first like major, you know, sport around the world um, that is not taken over by larger organizations, companies that are not in their interest. And I don't oh. want to, Oh, you're going to go there. Hold on. Hold on. Huh? You're going to go there. I don't, I don't, I, if you guys want to go into specifics, that's up to you, but I, I don't even, I don't even want to throw any names out there because it's not about the individual sport. organizations what, out there. Is. Okay. Young As a business, right. Businesses. Okay. By their very nature, they're there to profit. Okay. Sometimes there's businesses out there that have less or more better values than others. Right. Um, but essentially, somebody is going to do it. Somebody is going to see parkour for what it is and the opportunity it has in the world um, from a financial standpoint, right? It's out, right? Hey, people do stuff for money. There's nothing wrong with money, right? It's a tool. Um, but somebody is going to do it. Why not allow the parkour community itself to do that? And what I mean by that is that's what we are trying to do. We are trying to take parkour into broadcast into the big leagues, right? Because it's going there. But if it's coming from within the community, people that have been a part of that culture and the birth of this sport, people like Chad that have been, before parkour was really a thing, was doing it and teaching <laughs> it and, you know, invented his own stuff, right? You know, everybody knows Chad's been for, around forever. He's been making videos since the dawn of time. Pretty much everybody knows. <laughs> but <he> knows. <laughs> what I'm getting at is, is we have an opportunity and the odds are against us, but if we rally together as yeah. a community, we can make this happen and retain the, have the sport retain the control and not turn into another snowboarding or BMX or skateboarding. Yeah. I love it. I seriously, I love that, that like we can go in for an entire hour on that topic alone. However, I know people are going to kill me if we don't come back to the $10,000 because we never, <laughs> they're going to be like, wait, so like, where is it coming from? How's it happening? What's like, ultimately it's, you know, like Sal, you're getting at the fact that like, there's nothing wrong with making money. In fact, every business should have the goal to make money. Business is created in order to make money. And the money is actually what allows us to do all the cool stuff. A lot of our community still has that mindset that money is the root of all evil because that's where they're coming from culturally. The love of money the is the root of all evil. Exactly. People forget, but that one word makes a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, like you said, money is a tool. And ultimately, all it does is amplify what was already there. If you're a good person or a good business or a good company with good practices, that's going to be amplified. If you are a crappy person, that's going to be amplified. So there's nothing wrong with gathering, obtaining, and just making money. Now, with that, we're seeing a prime example with you guys where you're able to get a hold of or raise enough capital to give a $10,000 pledge. 
payout to the winners of a competition where these athletes have been working their butts off over decades, a lot of these guys. I just want to cut in and clarify one thing real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Absolutely not. I just want to make sure there's no misconstruing this, okay? Because we are running the Kickstarter right now, okay? And we're at about, I think, like 14000 something dollars, which, we're you know, we're doing good for our goal. Um, But I just want to make sure the the money that – before this Kickstarter, we have this money in the bank before we decide to do yes, this. Yes, and absolutely. the $10,000 is already there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think what a lot of people- They're getting paid right away. Yeah. As soon, well, never mind. What we're a, not supposed to talk about what that. What a lot right of people now. in the parkour world don't understand is that $10,000 is a lot, not a lot of money in a business. Like, it's really not. Like We've got a couple of comments from people that are like, you could have taken that $10,000 and like helped these gyms that are closing down. No, we couldn't. There's no way. I've tried $10, for a lot of them. This, this gym- we have to make about $20,000 a month to stay alive. Like well, you could pay $10,000 is nothing to a business, but if we can leverage that $10,000 to make more money. So, okay, $10,000, what are we going to do with it? Advertising. Advertising is the one thing that you can make money with in a company. So, we talked to Sal, who's our you know advertising it, genius, it, right? marketing <laughs> genius and okay, this is our advertising budget. What can we get with $10,000? Well, if we put it into Facebook ads, we can get this. If we put it into Google ads, we can get that, whatever. What if we do a competition with a $10,000 prize? How well, many people that, are That's where it ended up that. at. That's where it ended yeah, up at. for sure. It started but, at $1,000. Well, thousand, whatever, that's but. the details. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it's, it's a matter of like, we're taking this money and putting it into the community at the same time, showing the community, hey, here we are, we're doing this stuff and we're going to keep doing this stuff. So it's a win-win for both people. And that's how money should be. Like money is not a bad thing. If you use it in the right way, some athlete's going to make a ton of money and our business is going to look really good for doing it. That's okay. Like what's wrong with that? And Marlon, as a businessman, you understand that it costs us way more than $10,000. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, actually I do want to toot our own horn. (laughs) I mean, I just want to say, all right, so we planned this thing out. We had three, four weeks, right. To plan out the whole thing. Not enough time with that. That wasn't the only thing. We were planning a million other time. things too. Thinking about our gym here, think the so online program, stuff. like all these different things. So long story short, you know, we have a full-time video editor, you know, working for us. And we are able to, with our systems and processes from our video process, so our pre-production, production, post-production processes that we have dialed in over the last few months to make our online video content the way it is, we basically turn the switch onto the marketing department uh, how, how it started. And then, you know, they started working on the project parkour videos. And a lot of these like people got to realize we had 24 hours, maybe sometimes 12 hours, depending on the time of the day and stuff, how it fell to get videos, the videos and the content produced yeah, between one. these rounds. Cause they were all 20, you know, they are 24 hour rounds and then there's a 24, 24 hour break between. between them. Like this was rapid, like one after another without these systems and process, there's no way we would have been able to produce the quality of content that was produced. And for, like I've, I've been, I've run digital agencies, you know, I've worked for some of the biggest digital marketing companies in the world. Dude, they can light a candle to what this small team did in such a short amount of time. Like it was absolutely like from a, I've I never mean, seen it in my career. All Andrew, everything. That oh my gosh. Firefight Academy. Yeah. Andrew is ridiculous. Andrew, Andrew hiring process just like holding the hiring. Yeah. It was it everyone was awesome. we hire does awesome. Because we were, of this process. So we knew we were looking for a video editor and we needed a video editor. Cool. All right. Well, we've got our core values. Let's make an, uh, an application online that really hits our core values so that we created our own custom application that has all kinds of weird stuff. Like part of it's like record a video of yourself talking about your favorite hobby. 
Like that's part of our application. I like, it's just it. really weird stuff like that. And the, the questions are like, you know, it's, it's your birthday weekend, but you've got a project that needs to be done by the end of the day and this, whatever, like, what do you do? How do you figure it out? And it's like these kind of critical thinking questions that don't have any right answers. They're just like, what would you do? And we find the right person. So over 50 people applied to be a video editor here. We interviewed one and we hired him <laughs> and he's Andrew and he makes all of the videos that you've seen for Project Parkour and he makes them like so quick and he's so good at it. It's amazing. Which reminds me of other business say They just, they way overthink things too much to make, take an action. Like you have a good person, right? That's awesome, amazing, worth every penny, right? Hire them, just go do it. Like <laughs> you found the person, like are you waiting for somebody that could be maybe a little bit better? It's like, I don't know, people get greedy, you know? Or they just over, I think it's not even greed, man. It's just the overthink stuff. You're like, well, you know, typical business uh, sense or whatever people learn in school nowadays, you know, I should uh, wait till like, I talk to at least like three to five candidates. Can you guys read <laughs> Then this? hire somebody. I don't know if you guys can yeah. see that. not perfection. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's how we do everything absolutely. around here. Fail fast. Fail fast. Fail fast. Fail fast. We, we, we do a lot of dumb stuff. Oh, we're yeah. not, we're not like intelligent. <laughs> I don't say I'm not intelligent. Like I'm an idiot, but I learned from, I just don't do the same mistake twice the same way. Yeah. Well, you know what? You guys take action and that's why we're even having this conversation right now because you have an idea, you take action to it and done is better than perfect. You just get it. Yeah, good enough for and, Fofa. That's what we say all the time. <laughs> oh, I love it. And it's so fun. Like I, like I honestly, I'm like, I could sit down with you guys and talk about this stuff for hours. You know, we're definitely going to have to do another episode in the future, <laughs> but you know what? I want to bring it in and wrap it up. Cause I do want to keep things close to an hour just because I know the attention span of some people. And <laughs> what we're going to have seconds, I think is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we, I mean, I have a ton of questions that I never asked, so we're definitely going to have to do a round two with this, but I That's do want to actually get a little personal with each of you guys and find out, so I know where this is going. I'm pretty sure. I hope you know where it's going. So, <laughs> you know, I'm always big into mindset. That's why this show is called into the mind. And I believe one of the ways we are able to set and control our mindset is through the books we read. Obviously the environment we're influenced by, but a big way of knowing how a person thinks is show me your library. If you take me into your room or take me into your house and you show me the books that you've read, I have a really good sense of how you think. So I wanna know from you guys, what are your favorite books? Um, uh, let's actually keep it down to two, no more than two books, favorite books. And it's cool to say, hey, I don't read. Audiobooks count. Man, that's tough. It's so hard to pick just two. I, I, just, I, like, I got like 10 books on my bookshelf at all times, and that's about it. It's my I've got role. like 50. Because I'm one of those types, like I, I believe it's more about reading. Not, it's not about how many books you read. It's about how many books you reread and read and read and oh, read, read over it. and over mm -hmm. again. There's books that I've read 20, 30, 50 times. And anyway, I'll go last, but... Cause I want to hear what y'all have to say. You and I want to hear what, Mar I want to hear what Marlon has to say too. All right. <laughs> I also, I'm going to like throw this out there. Sal, I am 1000% confident in saying that you've read either traction or rocket fuel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <all of> the <laughs> They're sitting uh, in his office. <laughs> I actually just finished how to be a great boss today by those guys. The same, same series of books. Oh, beautiful. All right. So I think I have the answer. Uh, mm. 
All right, we're going to go with uh, 1984 and Ender's Game. Uh, I like them a little dark uh, and a little dystopian, uh, I won't lie. Um, Two very different feelings in the end. Both not great, (laughs) to be honest, but... Depends how you look at it. Yeah, it depends a lot on how you look at it. I, I was actually also going to say Ender's Game, so fuck you. That's like the best book ever written. It's amazing. Um, but my other one would be uh, Living the Marshall Way by Forrest E. Morgan. It's uh, an amazing book for the modern warrior, I would say. If you're, if you're like a classically trained martial artist and you want to like live in the modern world, like it's an amazing book. And it's, a, it's the book that I read whenever I feel like I'm losing my motivation. I'm like, man, I'm kind of burnt out. I don't want to. And I'll just like flip through it a little bit. And for like a week, I'll be the most motivated person ever. It's like, yes, I have to do this. Yes. So yeah, that's a great one. All right. So, All right. So uh, I'm the details guy. As you know, I've got to make things complicated here. So two favorite books overall or straight business books. Like I got to have some deep. I think overall is the. Because if you overall, like you've already have kind of, you've mentioned one of them, that's for sure. Traction, like for business books, traction, by far biggest life changer my entire life. Um, Mine too, and I haven't even read it. I moved up to Minnesota <laughs> from Florida. You know, EOS, you know, it's pretty big here in Minnesota. And uh, went to work for this awesome dude, uh, old company Tech 80. Um, was hired on as a director of sales and marketing and he ran EOS in his company. Changed my life. Um, because up to that point, I think it was like, I got out, like it had been like three, four years until like I had like even thought about running my own business again. After I read that book, I realized every single thing I had done wrong in running a business out of like the, however many I had, there was a few. They always made money, but they eventually drove me too crazy to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. You, you know how that goes. Oh yeah. Um, so definitely traction, uh, number one there. And if we're going to go with like some fiction books, which I don't really read any fiction books anymore. I honestly don't. I'm just very big on like educational and learning and self-improvement and you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, Ooh, speaking of that, I have to bring this book up now. I was going to say The Giver as my favorite fiction book. Just the ending of it, but I I can't leave here without giving the third one. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if you want to make any change in your entire life, no matter Mm -hmm. what it is, or if you just have like a certain life goal that you want to obtain and just want to be able to obtain it no matter what, nothing will stop you in the world type shit, (laughs) read Psycho Cybernetics. Oh my God, dude. Will Sorry. change your life. Yeah. I've been meaning to I've never that. even heard of that. That's what that was the all right. So I, I really didn't understand meditation until I read this book. It, this was like the book that came out originally before all these new self-help books. Like if you've ever read any self-help book or any of these guru books, like they all pretty much everything they teach, like even stuff like Tony Robbins, man. Like this is where he got his start. But the right. funny thing is, not many people like attribute their success to this book, Psycho Cybernetics. I mean, shoot, I almost did it. So, like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's got a curse on it or something, that book. Or maybe you got to be woke or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I need to go read this book. But it is that book, like, you got to, like, it's, it, it's about, right, execution, action, 
progress. If you like pick up this book and you like just don't actually like try, and by try I don't mean you do it for like one day. If you don't like try for at least 30 days, it's not going to work. But if you apply what they talk about in this book and you just apply it to one thing in your life that you want to change, whether good or bad, 30 days, like you will have it. And like, I'll just get personal here since that's the point of this. You know, I, I quit smoking cigarettes just after reading this book. Wow. And applying the concepts of that's it. That's a powerful book. I tried doing like four that's other things at the same one. time and then Corona hit. But the one thing that I really wanted to accomplish, like could help with that along with, you know, the vision of where we're taking FOFA. So I won't spoil all the details. <laughs> you got but a reason to live now, so you quit smoking? <laughs> <laughs> something uh, you've wanted to change in your life, and no matter how crazy it is, read that book and uh, you apply it like, I don't know, it's going to happen. Write that one down. That is such a powerful testimony. I love it. I love all the books. I read every one of them except for Psycho-Cybernetics, funny enough. But like I've been doing a lot of listening and reading with Bob Proctor, and he uh, he's big on cycle cybernetics. So huge, you know, you definitely just put that book in my library. Uh, <laughs> happy to do so. So what now, books can we put in our library for yeah, you? Yeah, that's yours. the question, that's man. Scary. I'm excited to hear. Okay, well, two of my absolute absolute favorite books that I constantly come back to and reread. Actually, I'm going to have to do three because. <laughs> he sounded I, I cheated. So, um, so first one that was really pivotal, pivotal, pivotable, pivotal. Oh man, I'm gonna. Pivotal. Not I think it's just pivotal. Pivotal. There we go. Pivot tables. <laughs> Pivot table. Picnic tables. Picnic table. Yes. <laughs> one of the biggest books for me was actually Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. That one was just yeah, like a mind opener. There's too many good ones. I think I was maybe 22 when I picked that book up for the first time and just was just so enlightened where I was just like, how, why has no one said this to me? Why haven't we all read this book and had this conversation? And why are we not talking about this? And then you realize there are a lot of people that are citizens. Yeah. So that was one. Second was another book by Napoleon Hill, and this one I only recently found, and it was such a game changer, which was Outwitting the Devil. And that one, like, you, it's just pick it up and read it. You're going to enjoy that read all the way through, and you're going to be like, wow, that was some crazy stuff. And then number three is The Go-Giver. So The Go-Giver applies very well to life but also business and it's the reason i think i'm watching you guys do so well and succeed especially as holden started talking about what it was you guys are producing here where you're actually looking to provide top-notch value so yeah you're asking for people to buy into you and pay for a monthly subscription and get on board with take flight not take flight fight or flight no <laughs> sorry However, That's the beautiful part, are, though, right now they don't even have to. They'll get it for a lifetime on our Kickstarter and won't have to have the subscription. Like right. this, this is going to be huge for them because after this Kickstarter, the to get the masterclass coaches, people are going to oh, be yeah, paying a hundred dollars plus a month. Right. Because um, you can't you can't forget there's the group aspect too. You know, so we can't after this like we can't just go do this forever. Otherwise, like it's going to outscale like the cost of running it and having the staff to make sure that that group people are well taken care of in that group. You know, no, it so, makes perfect sense. And you guys, that's a cool thing. Like you guys are actually providing real, real, real value. The amount of times tonight that I've heard you say win-win situations or win-win wins and when it's 
anyone that talks about win-wins like that, I know where their mind and their intentions and their hearts are. And ultimately, that's what you want out of a company, among all the other things. Like that's one of the things you want at the core is a company that truly does believe in giving you value. In which case, I'll pay whatever because I know ultimately I'm always going to be satisfied with what I buy. So that is directly in line with the go-giver. So you guys haven't even read that book, but you're living it. It's all about having those incredible offers, man. Like, you know, we're putting out real value out there. And that's one thing I've, you know, learned in business, man. Just give people what they want and then give them like 10 times more than what they should get for that price. And, you know, and at the end, like upfront, you know, we're, you know, as most businesses, right, you have something great upfront, like it's going to cost you more money than you're going to make. But we know that this is something that's going to be around for, I mean, shoot, I don't know. I was going to say 10 years plus, but I mean, just the quality of what we've produced so far realistically could, you know, last like about five years before it starts getting corny. You know what I'm saying? Before it's like considered old or outdated and that's without any of the updates, but like with it updating every single week, you know, throwing new videos out there like on it, like that's why it's a subscription, you know, afterwards because like, like, that's how you keep providing value right i mean look at world of warcraft (laughs) a month i mean that's the thing you guys are currently evolving with the times and that's the cool thing you're like you're this is what always and this is going to be a little tangent but this is always one thing that kind of got me about the parkour community where we train the ability to adapt and yet we never wanted to change (laughs) yeah it's just like guys like how are we ever going to grow like eventually we were going to get gobbled up and this is the way for the parkour community to not get gobbled up in the larger scale of things because now you have effect you've given it a way to grow you know like yeah. you've and actually given a real way I mean, for it's, it to grow. ultimately it's all about money you know because like something that's come up multiple times throughout the years is that parkour has nothing to sell you don't need a pair of shoes to do parkour. You don't need a Ferrang shirt to do parkour. You don't need anything. So you can just go do it. If you want to do skateboarding, you got to buy a skateboard. If you want to do snowboarding, you got to buy a snowboard. So these companies were able to sell those things and make a bunch of money and then host competitions and do huge events and do and sponsor. Like how many snowboarders were sponsored by Burton because Burton sold snowboards. What is there to sell in parkour? Instruction. High quality instruction that we can do online and now we can be that company that sponsors the big athletes and runs the big events. And like, it's just it's the thing that it's right there and no one's done it yet. We're just going to do it. That's what I'm saying. There's the, we have the opportunity, <laughs> right? Like at the end of the day, it's really the parkour community is going to decide how well this pans out for them essentially. Cause at the end of the day, you know, like we want to work as much with the parkour community as possible, but to be a hundred percent real here, you know, who supported fighter flight Academy throughout the years? Who really has where our money comes from? Chad's personal bank account. Ah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, other than uh, yeah, his seven fifty a month, he's been paying himself for how? Right. Um, what I'm getting at here is it's been people outside of parkour, people who never right. knew parkour, parkour was, but came into the gym and found that community. People like me who never really knew what this was all about, who had a place like because when I, I've been in Minnesota for almost six years now, and until I met these guys. All I had was like business associates and people I've worked with up here, but never really like true group of friends and people like to barbecue with and play, you know, tabletop board games and, you know, do nerd stuff and like just, you know, have like uh, people that like genuinely accept you for who you are, you know, and that's why 
you know, we have a saying here in our gym, you know, people come here for parkour, but they end up staying because of the community. And that's all we're trying to do here. But at the end of the day, you know, like if the parkour community doesn't want to accept that and support their own, well, you know, we're going to have to spread this message beyond them and we'll do it without them. But we want this to be a thing for everybody uh, to be a part of because parkour has given so much to its community. What Support yourselves, guys. I mean, you have a chance here. First time in history to make this happen. I love it. I seriously love everything you guys are doing there. It's big. And I like that you guys are so open and transparent about sharing it so that people can understand what it takes to truly make it happen. Because what you are right there, what you're, you're a team. And everyone's bringing something to the table. And you're able to grow this sport. And I love it. Absolutely do. So final, final, final question. And this one's my favorite. All right. So we're going to pretend that tomorrow morning, all of you wake up, all three of you guys wake up and you have no memories of who you are, what you've done. You don't remember parkour. You don't remember business. You don't remember your friends, your network, nothing. Everything is gone. You are back at zero. However, there is one bit of knowledge in your head that you know to be true and you're just never going to question it. Like it's just, it's in there. You know, it's true. No one can tell you it's wrong and you just run with it. What is that one bit of knowledge that you want in there? What's that one piece of wisdom that you want locked in there? Hmm. That's a tough question. It's simple for me. Well, then you go first. I'm, you know, some people okay. may not like this answer, but it's the truth for me, and that's what matters. For me, it's God. That's the one thing I cannot live without. Like, honestly. Because otherwise, I, I wouldn't be here today in this life. Literally, I'm not talking about metaphorically, like we're born, God gave us life and all that. You know, I mean, literally. I should be dead, and I'm not today. I feel like that's a huge advantage for religious people is that they can, they can have that like such a powerful thing. That's just like, it's there always, no matter what. And like, if you don't have that, I mean, the question like this becomes a lot more difficult. So I kind of envy you for that. I understand that feeling because that's, <laughs> that's what it was for me, man. But uh, yeah. That one thing. How about you, Mr. Holden? What's that one thing? I'm still thinking. I think it's that you can entertain the thought of something without accepting it to be true. I think that's my one foundational element is that you can analyze something and look at it objectively without getting caught up in it. There you go. Interesting. Like that. That's deep. Like that a lot. Consider a thought. Consider a thought without. I'm pretty sure it's like it's it's either Plato or Socrates. It's like an actual thing from one of those bad boys, and it's like uh, entertain a thought without accepting it to be true is like. Huh. I like I think, that. That's I cool. mean, that's very important. I mean, how many times do we as humans just have random thoughts, like good, bad, in between, like. That is it. What about in a disagreement or a debate as well? You know, yeah, those yeah. never happen in here. <laughs> oh yes, we never disagree about anything. <laughs> sure. course, it's it's better than just question everything too, because like if you question everything, you go insane. You yeah. know, but like there's stuff that you can waste your time on 
questioning or there's just stuff where you can be like, man, I mean, why would I think that this is untrue? That's a waste of time. Like, well, you know, it comes down to just having, no matter what it is, like just having something in life to believe in, you know, like something, you have that one big thing that you care about. Yeah. But yeah, that the rest of life is easy. I think my biggest thing that along those kind of lines, like the, the philosophy that I've always lived my life in is if you want something bad enough and you're willing to work for it, you can get it. No matter what it is, if you are really willing to put in the work, you can do whatever you want. And that's just kind of how I've always done it. It's just like, I want to open a gym. Well, all right, <laughs> let's do it. Gotta want it. Yeah. Like anything that you want, you can do it. I love it. I mean, it's so cool to hear all three of your answers and to see how they all blend and mix together and why you're all able to work together so well. Because ultimately, in your own way, you guys are all doing the same thing where you all have a strong enough core belief to be able to press forward. Because I think if one of you didn't have that core belief, you would, it would feel weird. It would mess up the dynamic and they, that person would end up like being the weak link on the chain. Yeah. And there's That's even where, more people that work here that are still like with, there is no weak link like anywhere. Well, and, and that's pretty awesome. And that's why like, you know, cause we have a wide range of people, like just the answer you, the questions you just asked, right. Three different answers on there. And it's the same thing. A lot of people are in our company. A lot of us have different paths, you know, different things we've been through in life, um, different, you know, spiritual beliefs and whatnot, um, philosophical beliefs, business beliefs, all that. But what we share is the core values of the company. And, and like so many times, you know, like especially in bigger corporations, you see core values tossed around, but they're not really meant anything. They don't really mean anything because they're not like reinforced. Right. What I mean by that is with our core values, like we actually, you know, we hire and fire people based on them. We actually reward our people based on them. Like our students, we have different giveaways and stuff, things we do for people that represent, you know, our nerd core, core value or lion or you know, whatever. And each month we look for those things. Who's, um, who's displaying that core value um, that month. And we're like, Hey, here you go. Cool. Here, here's a recognition for that. And ultimately, you know, it's not about like um, just, throwing money everywhere or nothing like that. It's people just want to be recognized for their efforts. And if you recognize people for their efforts based upon those core values, it get, well, guess who it's going to attract and keep in your business? People that actually care about those things. Yeah. And those and people are your greatest assets. And when everybody's all working together for the same thing, then it just works. And if you actually right. keep track of those things happening, then you know, like who's doing the stuff and who's not, and you can talk to them about it. And you know, figure out, all right, is the company doing something wrong here or is the person just not, you know, fitting in here anymore? Is this like some pe people outgrow things, you know? Um, you know, I hate when people like either like, you know, it happens all the time, right? People get fired, people get hired, right? And some times, I'm sorry, people get fired and sometimes people, um, you know, they quit, right? You have these fire and quit words, but nobody really gets fired. Nobody really quits. It's you just don't have a good fit. Um, it's just the first person to, you know, just who got to the punch first, basically. And what I mean by that is if it's not a good fit. You're not going to want to work there. You're going to quit. And if it's not a good fit for the company, then you're not going to want you. They're not going to want you there. And so what it comes down to is aligning with the core values and can they do the job? And if they can, those two things match, 
then there That's goes all these hiring team. mistakes and there goes all these problems you're bringing on. Um, <laughs> you know, one of it, uh, so like what happens if you have, so what happens if you have somebody who let's, 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 all right, let's think of salespeople right now, right? Sales commission-based people, people who bring in money, right? To business marketing too can fit in here, but typically you have that rock star sales guy, right? And, uh, you know, he may be crushing it, making all kinds of money for the company, but he doesn't really fit the core values of the company. What I mean by that kind of comes in whenever he wants, you know, he's, uh, not, you know, sitting there talking shit behind customers back. He's, uh, kind of like, you know, like kind of knows he's the rock star and he's like, he's like the pretty girl, right. Who kind of knows it <laughs> and is all stuck up about it. It's like, you kind of need them cause you put yourself in that situation, but the longer you have that person, the, um, the more problems are going to cause an organization. Um, they become basically like a virus or a cancer in your Right, You got a cancer in the system. Right. And so what we call that is when we have the right person, I'm sorry, the wrong person and then the right seat. Yep. Um, that person ends up becoming a terrorist in the organization because like they're a huge pain in the butt to deal with, but you need that person doing that job or the company goes under type stuff. And that's how most small businesses are when they run into that situation, they can't get rid of the guy. And so even if they do have somebody who's doing their job, well, and they don't fit the core, the core values of the company, like it's, I don't know, it's kind of catch, catch 22 it sucks. I love it. So, I mean, you guys have been crazy awesome tonight. I really love it. This has been super insightful. Like a part of me wants this to go on for three or four hours. Um, because we be great. yeah, we can go there and we can go. <laughs> it's okay. We can do more. Like, um, but you know, ultimately I want people to know where can they help out? Where can they support? Where can they be a part of this network and community? Where should they go if they want to join up with the master classes? Right now, right now, first and foremost, um, directly, the answer is our Kickstarter. Uh, our Kickstarter is running till August 14th, I believe. And like, that's where you can help us out. Uh, for at least the next like three weeks. Um, that's, that's our number one. But beyond that, and this is ongoing, you can help us out by engaging with us and being a part of what we're doing. Share our stuff, drop us a comment, shoot us a message, like tell your friends what we're doing and why you like it and how it relates to your life. You know, just uh, be part of what we're trying to put out, which is a community. Like let's, let's make this community come together online like through the internet more than it ever has like and if yeah. uh any of you out there uh, have some media connections uh yeah also that's <laughs> a major sports networks that'd be pretty sweet major too <laughs> yeah. so guys you're gonna be able to follow them at fight or flight on instagram facebook fight or flight academy fight or flight academy on instagram and facebook i'm gonna have a link in the description below go give them a follow Go support in every way you can. Be a part of that community, even if you've never done parkour, especially join in and be a part of that community. They have so much value to offer. And now they're also catering to that business side, which I absolutely love because you guys know those are my two passions between parkour movement and business and investments. I absolutely love seeing the merging and marrying of the two with you guys so thank working you so well much for coming on tonight and hopefully we can get a part two where we can answer the whole list of questions that i had prepared yeah, for you guys <laughs> yeah thanks for having us yeah we really appreciate it
This has been awesome. Let's definitely do it again. I'm definitely excited. You know, it was really great meeting you and uh, look forward to having more. I think I might end up having more than two. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna have learn you on our podcast. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta come on the Don't Die podcast. Oh, there we go. I'm all forward. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below. Let people know what that thing was. Let us know what it was. We do read all of the comments and absolutely share this with a friend. That is how we help each other, okay? The best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow. Send that out to your friends. Help them grow. Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.